Illuminats. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to Chill Mini episode 40-something. Uh, it's a UFO heavy one. I'm just going to take the reins right away, gentlemen, because I'm just going to follow. We just did Betty and Barney Hill part one. Uh, new UFO photos were released by Jeremy Corbel. Does anybody, do you guys know who Jeremy Corbel is? No. Yeah, he's a big UFO documentary guy. Showed up on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of times. Kind of an annoying voice, kind of an annoying way of speaking, but honestly does a lot for the UFO community the best he can. Uh, he released a bunch of photos that were supposedly uh, taken by the Navy. A lot of triangle-shaped UFOs, upside-down bell-shaped UFOs. And uh, recently, as of, when was this, when was this uh, posted? Six days, oh, two days ago, the uh, Navy actually, uh, the, the Pentagon rather, actually confirmed that those are indeed pictures taken by the Navy. Uh, I'll read a little article here off of Disclose.tv, one of Classic my favorite places website. to go. Uh, a U.S. Navy destroyer supposedly taken incredible photos, uh, incredible video footage. A video uh, shows several pyramid-shaped UFOs swarming above the ship at night. The leaked video was just recently shared on social media. Filmmaker Jeremy Corbel was anonymously sent the baffling video back in July of 2019, as well as detailed information on an alleged uh, uh, intelligence briefing conducted by the Pentagon into unidentified aerial phenomenon. Um, I can confirm that the referenced photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. The UAPTF has included these incidents in their ongoing examination, said Susan Gao, Pentagon spokesperson. Your words are hard. Spokes per sin. You got God it. God damn. Nailed it. Locked it down. Fuck. As we have said before, to maintain operation security and to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries, the Department of Defense does not discuss publicly the details of either the observation uh, or the examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges or designated airspace, including mm. those incursions initially designed as a UAP, end quote. That's it. That's really the story. You can go take a look at it. And it's like any other photo. They're really hard to tell. Like they're what you're triangles. At. Yeah, little triangles, um, pyramid-shaped stuff. Interesting. But another another confirmation. Apparently, the way the Navy does it um, is that they'll get like a lot of hits on their radar, and they'll literally send somebody out on the deck with a camera to start taking pictures to try and get photos of them because they can never like really keep good track of them otherwise. More fascinating stuff, man. More more fascinating UAP stuff. One day, one day, the Greys will step onto this green earth and extend their arm in peace. And I will say, thank God. And I will join them. Keep what? Earth green for the Greys, guys. Keep Earth green for the Greys. They need it. it. They, need they need it, it when it. they colonize. Yeah. No, they're not going to colonize. We're going to integrate. Oh, right. They're going right. to come collect right. us right. and collect data so that they may iterate upon us once again. Right. Man, listen. We all grays are the ones with the jerk off machines. That's all I need. What? Yeah, take me to your leader. That's what I'm saying. Just go, take people. me there. <laughs> just take me there. Strap me up and just install it. And I'll be good. Captain Picard, like engage. There are four lights. There are four holes. <laughs> Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Sign me the fuck up. All right. That's all I got for my little story, boys. Sorry, nothing. Old British guys. Uh, This is the worst segue of all time. Prince Philip uh, recently passed away. Uh, Prince Philip of, uh, you know, English internet fame. fame. All right. right. Was he? International fame, 99 years old. Dude looks like he was in death's door for a while. I feel like it's probably relief to a lot of the people close to him that he's finally just passed on to the other side, you know, peacefully. <laughs> is, that, is that true? 
I don't know. Sometimes taking care of old people can be really hard. You know, I, mean, I imagine they did have a lot of money. I mean, so, Prince Philip, but I, you yeah. know, before he was famous for looking like a zombie or something, uh, he married his cousin. Yeah. Well, he was just known in general for being sort of like, uh, sort of wild off the cuff kind of guy, especially in quotes in media. Uh, the article I have here is from mental floss. And the thing that they bring up is one time he told a kid that he, a kid said he wanted to be travel space in his dreams. And Prince Philip told him he was too fat to be an astronaut. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Lots of people are very broke up about his no death. One, no one said that he was like a good dude. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to render. Can I just give you a couple of quotes from him from his past? Yeah, here's a good one. When a man opens a door, when a man opens a car door for his wife, it's either a new car or a new wife. Uh, we don't come to Canada for our health. We can think of other ways of enjoying ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I don't think a prostitute is more moral than a wife, but they are doing the same thing. Ooh. It's like Einstein levels of disappointing opinions about women. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, uh, you know, I'm not trying to render a judgment on him today. That's not why we're here. I promised in the episode that I was going to tell you something about Prince Philip that you maybe didn't know about. And I think this is perfect because it's so nuts that this exists. Uh, but there is a Pacific Island nation uh, of ca- called Vanuatu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is and you know, I'm doing my best here uh, with these oh, pronunciations. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, but there is a better. village called Yao Nanen uh, on, on the Pacific Island nation of Vanuatu. And on this island, Prince Philip was not just Prince Philip, uh, the husband of Queen Elizabeth. He was like a god that there was a whole religion based around. Uh, starting in the 60s, that was called the Prince Philip movement. Uh, and they believed that Prince Philip was born to fulfill an ancient prophecy uh, and that he was the son of an ancient mountain spirit that would one day take the form of a pale skinned man, travel abroad, marry a powerful woman, and eventually return home to the island. Uh, and they decided uh, that it was Prince Philip who was this person. Um hmm. And so when he arrived, he was, was he was Royal Navy? Is that right? He was Royal something. Yeah. Before I he mean, became uh, like a consort is what he was, really. Yeah. He he just like is, you know, I mean, if you look at the British monarchy and you think like that is the, you know, the end of a line that started hundreds of years ago. You know what I mean? Like if you compare it to those things and you're like a small island nation, you don't really have the context culturally sure. for what people think of the British royal family in modern times, you know. Uh, you know, you think about him in like a prince, like a prince from a faraway land, right? Man, uh, and who would you uh, have gone with for your god to meet that particular criteria? Yeah, so well, he a pale actually man who married a, ma- a powerful woman. I know, right? He actually came to the island uh, in 1974. Uh, Chief, Chief Jack Niva, who is like a warrior chief, he greeted the royal yacht. He saw Philip on board, and the quote is, "I saw him standing on the deck in his white uniform." I knew then that he was the true Messiah. Uh, And uh, they believe that a lot of what goes on in the world is because of Prince Philip. They claimed that Barack Obama, a black man becoming president of the United States uh, was thanks to Prince Philip. 
They felt Mm. like Prince Philip's magic helped Obama find Osama bin Laden. Uh, And uh, they even sent Prince Philip a now now one time, which is a club for killing pigs. And he sent them back a pic of himself just being like, check it out. I got this thing holding it uh, back to them. Uh, The picture is in a shrine. Uh, in Vanuatu that has other photos. It has the union flag. And uh, in 2017, uh, right after Prince Philip announced that he was retiring, uh, there was a cyclone that came and threatened the island. Uh, But they don't consider it so much a threat as they consider it like the powers of nature getting excited that Prince Philip is going to return home to their island soon because he is from there in their mind, right? Wow, oh, right, right. He's, okay. I mean, he, the spirit is from there, and they he took the form of Prince Philip. I was going to say, the, the, the spirit got so excited, he threw a rager as a cyclone. Right, but so I'm sure you're probably thinking, like, now that Prince Philip is dead, like, what happened to these people? And news got to them on April 9th that Prince Philip died. Uh, and Jean-Pascal Wahé of the Vanuatu Cultural Center said that the islanders... Uh, believe Prince Philip's spirit will now come to Tana, uh, which I believe is returning to the island. Uh, and until then, uh, the group is now just going to move on and they're going to now worship Charles instead. Prince Charles what? is going to be uh, the new avatar now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, dude, I could be the new avatar. I'm pale. You want to be the 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 deity of this island dude i want to be a deity of any island that just sounds like a sweet gig i've you know i feel like c3po got to become like king of like the ewoks it, you know but it only worked for king him because he wasn't affected by the pressure yeah come on man remember you got like uh, you got to be worshipped and you got to like make our do things. day toa yeah <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's what i want that's what i want in my life yeah i i feel like it'd be too much pressure but anyway Super weird fucking thing. Uh, there's an island that's like a cult of Prince Philip that they believe he's God. It's it's insane. Um, and now it's Prince Charles. <laughs> well, shit. At least they're pretty harmless. Yeah. All right. Jesse. All right. Well, uh, this one is a topic. Thanks to and shout out to all the amazing people over on Reddit for us who are on the Chiluminati subreddit. Um, this was posted. It is from, I assume someone's Facebook and I'm just going to read what it says because here's what's going on. Apparently in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, (laughs) around the Mothman statue, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to read this from Dusty Morrison. I can't believe I have to keep saying this, but please, please S-T-O-P, leaving beans at the Mothman statue. My father-in-law is getting calls from the mayor and your donation to our local deity of another dimensional plane. Well, he would rather you give them to the homeless shelter just up the road in his honor. Y'all look out for one another. Hashtag Mothman, hashtag Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah, I saw this. This is amazing. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. wait. People are leaving cans of baked beans. Around no. the Mothman statue. No. Now, I'm just going to send you this image. This is this is the image. People are leaving baked beans right near the Mothman. <laughs> Dude, 
What? No, that cannot. Now I I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to our investigators over on Reddit because everyone was like, hold on, did the boys cause this to happen? Well, a lot of people got on this, but I'm gonna give Orange Tiny Hands a shout out here. It's Fallout 76 related. Beans are the consumable food in the Appalachia region, and there's a fictional cult following uh, in the year uh, in the future year of 2077 within the game who worship Mothman as a divine being of their high powered sect beliefs. Uh, so they offer beans, their only consistent food and life supporting nutritional source in the Appalachian region of the game as a sacrifice, to their sect of beliefs regarding Mothman as their divine high power. <laughs> so there That's you go. Great. Yeah. All right. Man, for a minute, though, imagine if it was because of the Boston Big Bean imagine, Boy. Imagine. Imagine. Ugh. If you live in Point Pleasant, forget about the canned beans. It's all about the box of beans that looks like a brick wall. Yep. With a little window inside so you can see those candy coated peanuts. Yep. They're not even beans. That's the <laughs> thing not. about Boston Baked Beans. And they're the not that good either, which just disappointed me. Yeah. I expected an M&M style coating. What I got was a nasty coating. It's really like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That gross, like uh, semi crunchy texture. No good. No good. Not a fan. Also, can uh, we talk about how the Mothman looks like he's fucking glowing in this picture? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I think it's the reflection of a window that the person's probably taking the picture from. Maybe. I've got to get I've got to get to this fucking statue. No, look at. OK, hang on. That is definitely looks like a, a computer monitor reflecting off of the window that they are clearly standing behind. Do you anyway. live right there? No, you can just tell. You can see like. The no, I mean, like, co- dude, whoever took this picture, like, are you like, oh, yeah, in a business I nearby? Maybe I've never been there. We've got to go. Yeah, we it, it, I I will touch the statues for metal behind. Listen, I promise. Bo- OK, I know we're about to end the minisode, but once we're all vaccinated, I still have to get my car from where I once lived to where I now live. Yes. And if you still want to do that road trip. I'm down, dude. We can we can make it a detour. West I'm, Virginia. I'm at max efficacy, baby. I'm, That's I'm, what I'm bulletproof. Saying, man. Take a couple days. Take a, a real true road trip. I can't be touched. It'll be good times. It'll be good times. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, everybody. And thank you so much for your support yeah. over on Patreon. We couldn't do this without you. Uh, we will see you guys next week for a brand new mini-sode. That's it for us. Goodbye. God bless. Bye. Hello, my little Chaluminox. No. No. chill mini 40 whatever i don't even know where we are anymore dude i have no idea <laughs> i don't even know where i'm located physically right now dude <laughs> just don't know i'm just a number in the equation of life dude brother. i'm scrolling down the medical physical plane of my safari browsing windows my dude inside my medulla <sighs> oblongata listen man i live in texas now like this is like ufo central i'm every night i look up at the sky not a damn thing yet not a goddamn thing yet. You feel like you because you're remote now, you should be. Is right. it creepy outside yet? Do you, are you like outside getting creeped out all the time? No, I'm not getting creeped out, unfortunately. And no creepiness. I just want to see a UFO in the sky, man. You I'm gonna do some NASA, night walks. like the NASA area. So like this is Space Central, baby. Give me the aliens. We should get nothing. a little we should get a little uh, bonus goal on the Patreon to get you like a little uh night vision <laughs> GoPro and force you to walk out in the woods by yourself at night. Oh yeah, dude. I would, you kidding me though? I would uh, just, I would mostly do that without fear. I, I mean, I would be, I still have a little fear, but mostly without fear. Do you remember MTV's fear? Cause that's what it would be like. <laughs>
Oh my god, yeah. I forgot. I gotta get a. I, I had a torrent of that back in the day. That is a fuck. <laughs> that that is a fucking sucks. great show. No, what are you talking show about? Show was great. Fear was garbage. <laughs> it was a garbage show. <laughs> it was lit. No, I can't say it was. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show, Mini. I got a reader story today, everybody. Do you want me to just crack open with the reader story? Go. Like I mean, I have, a, I have a new story. All right. All right. I have a this new one story. is actually relatively fresh. It's really short. It's called the tripod creature by uh, our, our user J J Slangenstein. <laughs> That's what they call me. You know what I'm saying? J Slangenstein. J Slangenstein. The tripod creature. Tripod creature's name is J Slangenstein. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I like for it. Uh, <laughs> I am a skeptic of all things paranormal and usually can come up with some rational explanations for a weird happening pretty quickly after hearing it. But that doesn't stop me from loving getting wrapped up in the stories and mysteries that the pod puts forth and uh, or watching hundreds, uh, watch for hundreds. Good. I just inserted that word. That word wasn't even in the sentence. I put it there. Watching it hundreds of hours of UFO right. documentaries. Yeah, I wish. Or watching hours long documentaries on the paranormal. I'm also a Methodist minister, so I cannot claim to be a wholly empirical thinker vis-a-vis supernatural occurrences. It was about a month before the pandemic when my wife, also a minister, and I were driving to a dinner to celebrate our recent marriage that we both saw something that shook us to the core. Question. Question. Answer. Before we get to shook to the core. Uh Uh-huh. Where did you meet? I need this information updated on the Reddit. Where did you meet? How did two ministers meet? Second, were you ministers before you met? Third, who marries two ministers? Great questions. I have good question on the third one. Yeah, I need to know. I need to know these things. Hit me back. What would we call a minister only dating app? What would you call a minister only dating app? That's my question to you boys. <laughs> done oh, that's a million dollar idea right there dude that's, you hear that god that's me that's why we pay you the big it off my hands <laughs> nice uh anyway they were driving down to celebrate dinner marriage blah 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 they saw something that shook us to their core we were driving down a country road round about five o'clock talking about something inconsequential then we saw it both of us stopped talking immediately and the few seconds it was there seemed to drag into minutes. There, in a clearing amongst the trees, was some kind of monster. We reported it as slightly different looking. My wife saw a tall black creature with strangely angled legs. I saw a three-legged creature with a long neck that seemed a little too long as it stretched into the air. We were at slightly different angles, so no such differences, so such differences can be expected. It was pure black and seemed to be smooth all over its body. It had no discernible head and only moved slightly, like a tree in the wind. It seemed like something out of Spore. What a great game, by the way. Spore was great. Uh, It seemed like something out of Spore. Those creatures were never meant to be made real. That's disgusting. No, no. Agreed, but they were still great. Yeah. An, An animal cobbled together out of the imagination of a teenager working with clay. It didn't seem threatening, but it still scared us to death to see something so unnatural standing in the woods. We looked at it as long as we could without adjusting the speed of our car. I would hate to see this thing uh, ambulating. And just before it was out of sight, the thing jerked up and revealed what it really was. It was a woman in her 40s or 50s in a black sweatsuit picking up a Frisbee. We were able to describe the limb difference my wife and I saw by the fact I could see her reaching down and my wife only saw her back. 
The weird angle she stood at was ho- was her holding up one arm for balance and forming a tripod with her arm and legs otherwise. We reflected Whoa. later that if we had been going just a bit faster, we would probably have only seen her as the strange monster we saw on the back road that day. At least it was Even, fucking something, man. Right? Even now, we will sometimes confess to each other that we think we are going to see the monster off in the distance, even knowing it was a trick of the eyes. It is much easier for me to empathize with some of the stories I hear of monster sightings, having had something like this happen in my own life. So there it is. No big mystery, but still an image I can never forget of a monster I'll always be looking out for. Beware the tripod. It's probably faster than you think. I will say also, like, seeing a unexplainable creature, even if it, you know, it's fake in this case, right? Like, it's not, it's a mistake. But, like, mm-hmm. being in that moment where you're like, what the fuck is that? Do you see that? Yeah. Bonded. Yep. Bonded. That, that marriage will last forever. I'm just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not Illuminati trying to. approved. You know, I'm just saying, like, anyone. Like, you, yeah, you oh, will yeah. remember that for the rest of your life. I don't it's true. <laughs> Man, that's the difference between like me and a lot of I would have been like, stop the car. We gotta go look. <laughs> we gotta see what the hell this thing. I would have been died that day. The tripod would have killed my ass. It would have taken me an hour, but I eventually probably would have decided to go over. <laughs> oh, I would have been like, stop been like, the car. We need to go see this. <laughs> <laughs> I oh man, I'd probably be too scared, honestly. You'd be too I'd be scared. Like, oh, boys. Yeah, unless you were there with me. What if you might alone? get powers from that? What if you like, get? Okay. What if you become if, the Elliot? No, you're getting paled by the tripod. The tri the tripart <laughs> stabs you right in the chest. Do you think you're, you're too old to be the Elliot? Uh, Mathis mean, is one hundred percent the ET? Elliot. Mathis yeah, is like, like what if you're the guy who's like, no, you'll hurt him. You know, yeah, like that I guy. I gotta like, get him back to his ship. And he, <laughs> and Alex <laughs> says, "Et is like, et photo, dude." <laughs> what is it? be the delightful Drew Barrymore. <laughs> You'll be like, obviously, the world made for you. Made I'll be like, Reese's right. Pieces. <laughs> Alex, what did you bring us, brother? I brought us a popular French cryptid sighting that occurred in Poland recently. Ooh. This is totally crazy. Uh, a woman in Krakow, Poland, uh, she looked out her window and she saw something hanging in the lilac tree outside of her house for like several days. <laughs> days? Yeah. People were, people were freaking out. They were, oh, they were no. closing their windows because they were worried that whatever it was in the tree was going to fly in and bother them. It had this sort of like oblong brown body sort of like alternating in colors between dark and light brown up and down, but no visible head, no visible, uh, you know, limbs. So they, oh, so they sent out uh, the cops to go see what it was. And it was just sitting there in the lilac tree and everybody had seen it. And it was just giving off a threatening aura and the cops got up close and uh, it turned out to be a croissant that somebody had thrown into a tree to feed the birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are great stories today, man. I'm loving the tripod monster, the croissant cryptid, crypt, 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 Cryptson. Like it's a French. It. It's a French cryptid that you you know. Cryptson. It looks. It looks like a pretty hardy croissant. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I have no I idea have how to not. link this poster, this picture to you, Rob. But I'll send you the. Uh, I'll send you the article, and you guys can see it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a hardy hardy. It's like one of those grocery store croissants. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Croissant. You know, like the kind that oh would my make God, a, yeah. Like a French person would be sad about this croissant. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture, and honestly, from a distance. 
it looks like, like a zergling some... from far away. It looks like <laughs> yeah, some type of like alien like creature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mothra, baby pupa, yeah. a Mothman child. But really, it's just like a craft services level. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is hard, but you are right. You are right, Alex. This is a chunky croissant. It's a big boy. Yeah, it, it's a large boy. That'd be that'd be at least like croissant. twenty minutes for me to eat. Yeah, finish. yeah. I could put it well, away still really much a, faster. That's a than great. That not, that's another myself. great, great a story with a real ending. Jesse, let me give you some you a real story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a real story that actually has a real ending. So actually it doesn't. Never mind. Um it's also a croissant. So a study was just done recently about uh human communication and how we communicate. And the focus of it was screams and how the human brain comprehends different screams. And so a test was done where they brought a bunch of people in. I think it was like 12 participants participants were brought in to shout in different ways. So they would say like you're being attacked by an armed stranger, go. Or your favorite team won the World Cup, go. Or you know like all these different things. And then they were like we need one for pain, anger, pleasure, sadness, joy, and then a neutral ah, right? And that's that's what they did. And so they brought in all these other people to listen to these screams. And they were like, okay, we would like you to categorize them into one of seven different scream categories. So we're going to play you two at a time. (laughs) Scream categories. We're going to play you two at a time. And we want you to recognize, all right, this scream you're hearing, is it one of anger or fear or pain? Or is it like a a pleasure scream or is it sadness or joy? And what they discovered is it takes people longer to categorize fear and alarmed screams, uh, things like that. Meanwhile, pleasure and joy, incredibly easy. They immediately (laughs) knew where to categorize those, like just the way it sounds, they knew. And so then they brought in more people and they were like, all right, let's scan the brain while we do this. Like, let's scan. Like, what's going on? And when there was less alarming screens, the brain activity was like, like we immediately recognize what like not terrified sounds like. And so the the thought process is like, first off, we don't necessarily know um, how different people scream or alert us of danger, unlike animals where they immediately know there's like a call for danger and like herds of animals right they're all like yeah 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 you can't see it but i did the deer thing yeah but there's like different (laughs) because different cultures and different ways people expect you know but what we do know is that we recognize immediately when something is good so even though we may not necessarily know what that terrified scream was about we recognize it as not being a good scream which is why we're immediately alerted when good oh. screams were like, oh, I know what that is. Like, it doesn't even phase us. We're like, oh, man. All that right. Someone, a good ass yeah, over someone's there. team just won or they're cheering. Oh, Com- yeah. Yeah. Compared <laughs> to like, ah, in which case, you know, there's a lot of times where you, you're, especially in LA, you'll walk down the street and you'll just hear someone like guttural scream. And you're like, I don't know if that was real or if someone just goofing and you like don't know what to do. Yeah. And there's like a weird noise. And you're like, what the <laughs> hell was that? It just could be a person on the street. Like you have no clue. And so you don't know how to interact with it. But if it's like, yeah, you're just like, all right, I'm with my day. And I thought that was like super interesting uh, that we're looking it into it and sort of studying all the different things that, uh, you know, the ways humans communicate with each other. And how the brain interprets just different sounds is fascinating in and of itself. So. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that, yeah, that they brought the MRI and they were like, oh, yeah, the brain knows immediately when it's not terrifying. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that's good. You're fine. 
Like you don't even don't think worry, about it. You're like, no, that's a good screen. Don't worry. I mean, I think about every time that I've ever been in a situation where something horrific occurred, and almost every time the thing that tipped me off was like a blood curdling scream, like one person either a scream or like a gasp, like a <gasps> any sure. sharp kind of alarming noise coming out of somebody's mouth. It just like perks you up, and what the hell is that? Yeah. Eh, good shit, man. Well, that's it for us, everybody. Thank Wild you guys style. so much for listening. We will be back next week with another little chill mini for you to give you some more lovely Patreon treats. Thank you guys so much for the support on Patreon. Uh, we are still working on that extra tier that'll be coming up soon, I'm told. So we'll see uh, when that comes up. But get ready. We've got some more rewards being worked on in the back end for y'all. Thank you guys so much for cool. listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Peace out. I did I'm a little chilluminots. Welcome to the chill mini. I don't hate, worry, uh, you're not used to this I, uh, essential. I didn't say sink. I said brap. I don't know if that matters. I'll just I'll and just make a note of it. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, uh, our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Chilluminati. Oh, that's a great website, isn't it? Isn't it fantastic? Patreon.com/slash Chilluminati Pod. You're if selling you're there, out in a way that to, people already have agreed to be here. If you're there, well, you're here. That's what they say. Minnesota compilation like six months from now. Yeah, this know? is for so. you guys in six months. Hey, hopefully it's better, you know? And and what way to celebrate this end of this horrible time? We won't time. be here in six months. Why are you? Why do this? <laughs> <laughs> let us know what actually happened uh, once we let the Egyptian episode come out. <laughs> yeah, tell us what Let us know what you afterwards. thought of how we were punished for that. <laughs> Uh, unlike our very well-structured and researched ep- uh, previous full episode, Crendor, this is much less structured. Oh my we are just, uh, we're just going to talk about some wild shit that's happening out in the world right now or some reader stories, uh, which you uh, will be reading one. Um, but I'm going to hand to Alex first because Alex seems very excited. Yeah. Okay. So warning on this one, Chiluminati sometimes is a is not just a paranormal podcast, but also a true crime podcast. So I saw this headline and I... Could not go past it because it is just too fucked up. Uh, this guy, uh, this this article is from just five days ago, but it is from a. It happened in February of 2019. Uh, in Spain, uh, there is a man uh, in Ventus, Ventus, Spain, Ventas. I don't know. I'm ignorant to how to say isn't the names a, of places in Spain. Isn't that a Kingdom Hearts character? <laughs> probably. He's probably like the inside version of another Kingdom Hearts character. <laughs> uh, but they they got police got a call uh, from a friend of a 69 year old lady um, and they got worried because this guy uh, like that, that she was worried because the the son who's 26 and 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 his mother always get in in fights like all the time the police even knew about it and so a neighbor called him and was like they're having another one and i haven't heard anything in a little while but i just want you to go check on them and when they got there they found uh body parts all over the apartment uh some were in plastic <laughs> containers uh some were just on the ground on on this counter and uh apparently what happened was he got in a fight with his mom strangled her to death and then decided he was going to dismember her to hide the body, you know, like a lot of people who kill people do. Sure. Uh, but instead he said he blacked out and he just started eating her 
And for 15 days, he ate, 15 and, days. He ate and ate and stored stored pieces of her around the house in the fridge and stuff. Uh, they So he, wait, he blacked out for 15 days? He, he said he had a personality disorder and he was on drugs and he went insane and he started eating his dead mom uh, to get rid of her. Uh, and uh, when they dog when they, will wait like three days, I know. And when they showed up, uh, some of the meat was actually in the process of being cooked. Like he was cooking when they got there. Uh, and also it's like a Jeffrey Dahmer apartment. Yeah. Uh, and some, some of the food was also food. Some of the lady was also <laughs> fed to a dog. Uh, oh my God. I don't know if it was her dog or not. But this dude straight up ate his mom. Um, but the whole reason that I decided to bring this to you uh, <laughs> is because at the end of the article that I read, uh, which is on Audi.com, which is a website for strange news stories, uh, Emily Rocky, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce the name. I don't know. Uh, at the end of the article, the sign off is. Gomez was 26 at the time of the murder and arrest. He did confess to strangling his mother. How much time do you think he should get? R.I.P. Mama Gomez. Oh, my God. <laughs> R.I.P. Rip, rip Mama Gomez is how the article ends with no punctuation. You were real one, Mama Gomez. Yeah. Shout outs to Mama Gomez. Can she's I? out there and she's in there. She's everywhere. Can I counter that story, please, with something a little better? <laughs> A little I just less love to jump out the gate with a dude ate his mom and then fed yeah. some to his dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have a story that I think uh, I think this is a pretty good one. So in Berlin, at the end of April, a German police bomb squad was called to investigate a hand grenade found in a Bavarian forest. A jogger, is this another croissant? A jogger reportedly finding a bag containing a hand grenade. Oh, shit. Was found in the forest outside of the city of Passau. Passau. Whatever the German version of Passau oh, is. Near Germany's <laughs> borders with Austria and the Czech Republic. The discovery of forgotten or hidden munition, uh, munitions, it's still regular there. Apparently, it happens in the forest all the time uh, because of you know World War II. And uh, I guess it's like a thing. And so... They were worried that it was a World War II era grenade. And so the bomb squad was called out there. And when they arrived, they noticed that the bag was shaped just like a like old school German grenade. And so when they went up to the bag, they got all their like equipment on. Like the one from like Medal of Honor? Yeah, the one that's kind of like long <laughs> and has like the big long handle. And so they they were like, all right, well. Let's go in there. So they put all their equipment on. They walked up to the bag. They opened the bag. Oh, God. What was it? Inside was a giant rubber sex toy. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like a butt plug? Also included in the bag were condoms and lubricant. And they they did an internet search and confirmed (laughs) that, in fact, here's the best part. The reason why it looked like a hand grenade is because, and I quote, they're actually sex toys that look like hand grenades. So it's dead ass huh. a like beehole grenade. <laughs> I guess. Like a rubber I, beehole I, I grenade. Mean, just, yeah, what? I guess. And it was in a bag in the woods. I love that. Someone was like, I'm never going to use this again and toss it into the woods. 
<laughs> so there you go. I love wow. everything Incredible. about the like way you got to talk about that in a sexy situation. Yeah. I love the idea that people bust out the grenade. You know, take yeah. the grenade. I want to know if can you, you get can in the door and pin out. grab the grenade. Yeah, I, like you know? explode. Yeah, is a word there's so much. There's so much you can do with that. Yeah, it's I true. was curious as to like what you could possibly use something shaped like a grenade for, and I googled it, and now I uh, I understand that I don't really want to understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So. There you go. Wow, incredible. Yeah. All right. Well, my story you throw it pretty far. Like you probably could. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that shape. So my, my article comes from April 29th, 2021. Uh, more amazing truth to be had. Uh, UFO lands in Bolivian village and releases chupacabra like yes. creature. Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> this is on coast to coast. Oh, that's where I should go get my news from from now on. Right? Yes, you should. This is like the 1998 uh, Godzilla movie where like halfway no, through the movies. movie they're like Godzilla also has a bunch of raptors that are also Godzilla's. Yeah, little raptor baby <laughs> eggs. I I the one of the few movies I actually have seen. Really? Seen you saw you yes, no, Godfather forget about it. Godzilla 98. <laughs> Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria John Renault. <laughs> Matthew Broderick on, had on VHS. Yeah, man, Matthew brought. I remember the mall scene where like running around to kind of get to like yeah. the parking garage. Yeah. Anyway, residents of a village in Bolivia claim to have witnessed a UFO landing, wherein the craft subsequently released a chupacabra-like creature into their community. The very strange incident reportedly occurred in the town of Monte Agudo <clears throat> earlier this month, when observers first spotted a puzzling halo of light appear in the sky and then descend to the ground. Uh, quote, there was a crash like a like thunder, recalled Bolivian UFO researcher Javier Alagia, who indicated that the object appeared to be throwing fire. Things took an even weirder turn when those on the scene saw some kind of entity exit the craft. <sighs> According to witnesses, this interstellar interloper stood approximately one foot tall and sported three fingers I, on each of his hands. What a Dobby. It's the driveway what Dobby. What a cutie. What a cutie pie. You're telling me this alien <laughs> came down land and it was like, <laughs> take me to your leader. He holds up his yeah, three fingered like, hands and he makes an O with his mouth and it says, wow. One, one foot tall. One foot <laughs> what a one cutie, foot what a tall, cutie one pie. Foot. If I got abducted by those My guys, I'd be eat thrilled. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I'd be like, oh, you cuties. Man, they could probably pack a punch, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like those mini <laughs> alligators. You ever see those like mini crocodile alligator things? They'll rip your fucking fingers off. Well, I'm not yeah. going to see my finger oh my in an alien's God. mouth unless... Dude, have you seen Prometheus? <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> Anyway, the mysterious visitor is also said to have possessed very large eyes, yet was unable to see. Although how exactly that was determined is uncertain. Upon exiting the craft, concern, concerned his, his that's a fucked up detail. He had eyes, but he can't see. What? And he's one know? foot tall. What are you talking about? And three fingers. Upon exiting the craft, concerned residents claim the oddity proceeded to wander the streets, frightening <laughs> children who were watching this all unfold. <laughs> Alien, what? Can anyone in the town have a cell phone? Dobby. Is that Dobby? This guy. <laughs> the creature, which many liken to the legendary chupacabra. This is the creature that they're assuming is the chupacabra for some a reason. Little one foot tall, cute yes. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stitch. Let me ask you a question. He's one foot tall. What percentage of one foot? One foot. 
was 12 inches. <laughs> what percentage is this? That's like my head yeah, from the bottom of my beard to the top of my forehead. <laughs> How big is his head compared to the rest of his body? One foot tall. One they foot say, tall. They don't say. He's not that tall. His head's two, three inches. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how this creature works. And if it's only one foot tall, why did nobody run up to it and like boot it and kick it as it's terrorizing children in the like, street? Do not kick him. That is too much. I would have been, like, been like, hit this little dude. Let's get some pizza. <laughs> yeah, here, take this. Take a just take a drag oh, of it. For not a nice. The creature, which many likened to the legendary chupacabra, eventually vanished into the night, and the craft that appeared to deliver it to Earth also disappeared. All that was left behind from the case were some curious impressions on the ground and several shaken residents. And a light sheen of alien semen blanketing the countryside. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know. Uh, the, uh, to, the, to that end, uh, Aliaga, Aliaga has understandably called for a scientific investigation into the matter. Though whether such an undertaking occurs seems doubtful. That said, the incident was intriguing enough that it was covered on the Telemundo program Al Rojo Vivo which interviewed witnesses and what showcased the some of, of their drawings oh, of the creatures. Oh, my God. El, El Rojo <laughs> Vivo. R-O-J-O-V. Vivo. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. A-R-V. You got it. Uh, A-R-V alien? Maybe. Uh, let's see. What's taking it on? Yeah, so that's about it. Uh, they interviewed some witnesses. And uh, there are some of the drawings of the creature, as well as the markings purportedly left behind you know by what? the UFO. If I spoke Spanish, I'd believe in aliens more, I think, because the title of one of their pieces on aliens is Enigma Extraterrestre. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, All right, I believe <laughs> I love I it. Believe. It just sounds so good. <laughs> that was my that was my article, man. I thought it was great. How did uh, nobody just grab a little iPhone shot of that little chupacabra homie or fucking kick it in the head and keep it for yourself. How is that a chupacabra? Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't know. What is the name of the city? It sounds like the chupacabra to me. No. Uh, the name of the city was, hang on. I got to find it. Uh, Monte M O N T E A G U D O Monte Agudo. Uh, man, I don't even see anything on it. The government yeah, already covered it up. It's gone, dude. Oval-headed alien stuns residents of Bolivian City. Is that what you have? There you go. Uh, no, mine's UFO lands in Bolivian village and releases chupacabra-like creature. 30 centimeters tall. <laughs> He's a tiny what baby. What are they talking baby. about, man? Uh, God, I gotta see a clip of that. God damn it. I'm trying to find <laughs> it. I can't find it. Uh, maybe I'm doing it like Anytime. When this? When was this article? Uh, April twenty ninth. Just a few days I found ago. The, I found an article, but there's no there's no video. I gotta find that shit. Uh, but we'll move on to the last thing. Crendor is gonna read a reader story that was posted today up on the subreddit. Um, so Crendor, you wait, can take wait. it away. Oh, when there it ready. is. Okay. Yeah, you got this. I believe. In I you. got it. I got it. Uh, all right. <clears throat> The door in the sky, free to use on podcast. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, pod boys. Sick. Long time listener and viewer of each of you fine gentlemen's content over the years. I'd be honored to have this appear on the pod, but if not, that's cool. I'm more than happy to shout out into the void. 
I like this I'm, person already. <laughs> right? <laughs> I am very much a skeptic. Obviously, it's fun to explore the paranormal and supernatural. I'm down to get weird with it, but until a ghost <laughs> flings me across the room or an alien lands in front of me to jerk me off or kill me, oh my I'm not god! You know, I get it. I have this to is, see. This is, Jesse's, this is Jesse's shadow account. <laughs> it right, is. is what this is. <laughs> I have to see it to believe it, and I absolutely saw something which is incredibly bizarre. On to the story. It was November, December 2019, and I was working the evening shift, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. at a fairly large holiday resort in the UK. And because it was peak season, I'd been rushed off my feet all shift. It was a retail shift, left alone, no break, and working by myself with lines out the door. Needless to say, I was tired and could not wait to get home. Ever so slowly, 9 p.m. came and I eagerly closed down the venue while the team leader cashed the register and I returned, as expected. It was code 10. I don't know about <laughs> other chains or stores, but for us, a code 10 is when there's a large amount of cash in the register, 500 pounds plus, and requires a call to security to be escorted to the safe just in case uh, either, I, in either I tried to steal it or someone tried to rob me on the walkover. Uh, it was a regular occurrence, so I wasn't surprised. What was surprising, however, was security taking an hour and a half to finally arrive. Skipping Damn. forward, I arrive home. At 11 p.m., kick out my work shoes, shuffle into some more casual wear. While doing so, I absentmindedly put my phone on charge. I live with my brother, and as he has done so earlier in the day, it was my turn to walk our wonderful dog, Rosie. Can I, I just say, I want to butt in quickly to just All say right. that I appreciate which details this writer chooses to leave in this story <laughs> yeah. and include some of them have in no way influenced the action at all, but it oh, gives yeah. me such a clear picture of this person. I love it. Yeah. We, I'm in your home with you right yeah. now. Spheric formula. Yeah. We're there with you. Shout right out now. to Spheric. <laughs> uh, I briefly considered bringing my phone as I'd usually listen to music on the walk instead opting to just enjoy some peace and quiet. I very much wish I had taken my phone. I live in a tourist trap in the southwest of England, so the park isn't really that impressive. It's effectively a field with a little fenced play area for kids, some swings opposite the entrance to the park, a couple benches and some scattered trees with a very big tree at the entrance. Surrounding the park are bungalows, an assisted living home and various houses. It's a less than five minute walk from my flat and it was drizzling rain, so I arrived even quicker. There are two streetlights in the park, one at the entrance, one at the corner of the kids' play area, so when you're not standing under them, it's pretty damn dark. On my walk, I went down one loop and arrived back at the kids' play area, directly under the streetlight. My eyes traveled up, and I stopped dead. There's slight cloud cover, but in a small part of clear sky, roughly 30 to 40 feet up, I see a door in the sky. What? Wait, yes. what? <laughs> I love it. It's giving me Skinwalker Ranch vibes. Yes. It was, <laughs> it was a four-panel oaken door with a darker shade of brown. It had a creamy white door frame with a black doorknob on the left-hand side. The door was almost angled towards me as if I were staring at a door head-on rather than be upright. When I regained my senses, I thrust my hand into my pocket only to discover, of course, I'd left my phone at home. I knew straight away that looking up uh, that upon looking away, the Twilight Zone ass looking door would vanish and never to be seen again. So I took it upon myself to study the door and commit everything to my memory. I was transfixed. After it was probably 30 seconds, my dog whined and broke me out of my stupor head snap and to check on her. There she was tail wagging, looking up at me. I looked back up and the door is gone. I rushed back home and unloaded my experience on my brother, who reasonably raised his eyebrows, and we agreed it was probably a trick of light. But was it? 
Was there an interdimensional door that appeared before me to take me on forays into the unknown? Perhaps a glitch in the Matrix, or maybe a funny little gray was about to make an appearance. Or was it just that my admittedly tired brain filled the gaps in the dark, rainy evening by looking at the right point at the right time? Who's to say? If you've taken the time to read all this, thank you very much. I've been thinking about posting for a while and been hesitant, but here we are. Much love to the pod. You guys are doing fantastic work, especially right. Frendor. Love and respect. I wish he had reached for the door and opened it. I'm, I'm Barrett, can I tell you something? To write that story because of did, your story, but... I was so intently listening to Crendor that I was looking at him, but halfway through boy i am going to admit something here that i hopefully alex is going to back me up <laughs> halfway through that story i looked up at mathis and forgot which one was mathis and which one was grendor i like honest <laughs> to god i looked up and was like oh my god they switch places? <laughs> the two of you are both wearing a blue shirt you have long you look you look very similar <laughs> really <laughs> Really true. in a similar yes, zone, yes, framed the very angle. similarly. <laughs> Their mics are coming you like at the so exact same. Right now it is oh, blowing my face. Crendor, if you could put your hands behind your back and just face the same direction, <laughs> now face a little bit towards where, yeah. ma- like now look at where Mathis is looking the other direction. No, the total other direction. No one can see this. This is blowing my mind. Go. I'm gonna now, 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 print screen. I'm, <laughs> I can't. I, it's freaking me out right now. I printed the screen. I, honestly, guys, looked at. I was watching Crendor talk, and then looked up at Mathis and was like, "Why aren't his lips moving?" I had a moment. I had like a senior moment. If you would have come to me, I would have been like, "Are you my son?" I honestly went crazy. <laughs> wow but speaking of crazy <laughs> gentlemen oh my i'm about God. to give you the best link ever because i could not let the story of that little tiny alien boy go unfound i have found for you oh okay. that link did not link i have found for you the actual Proof that the that temple in the Grand Canyon story is real. from Telemundo. Yeah, Isis Temple was inhabited featuring by featuring the Egyptians. art of the alien <gasps> at thirty seconds. It is perfect. Yeah, it is exactly what I want that alien oh to look like. Oh my god, please! Oh, oh my no. god, there's a thirty second ad before it. Yep, I gotta it wait. Oh, exactly. No. Like it is all in Spanish, but none of it matters because at thirty seconds in, a boy has drawn the alien. And I cannot stress, it is exactly the alien that I pictured. I cannot wait to. It is to perfect. Just. Is it. Would you no, say it's a chupacabra? I would in never any way? say it's a chupacabra. I would say it's the best friend I would ever want. I would say it is the little tiny alien robot that I would want as a child, as a friend. Oh my God. It legitimately yes. looks like yes. there could be a plush toy of this. He's like a little, he's like a little <laughs> body and the head is like, I would say and then a little 60% tiny of the whole body. He was walking around the city. A little beady oh eyes. Oh my God. He's so cute. He looks like a butt plug. <laughs> he really yeah, he does. He looks wow. more like a, he does. Than he looks like a butt People plug. People would try to blow him up. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> That's what I'm what saying. In the hell? I, I just don't know how to describe that thing, but I know that I love it. I know that I love it. 
I'm throwing it on the it's, subreddit. Don't worry, guys. I got you. All right. Head over to the subreddit. That's it for us. Uh, next Ooh. week is episode 100, Jesse's episode. So whatever Jesse's bringing to episode 100, we, uh, wow, I can't believe we'll be at 100 episodes next week. Um, crazy stuff. Thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, we will see you in, in next week. And, and obviously, Crendor, thank you for joining us on this wonderful chill mini and giving our patrons a little extra of your wonderful voice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, uh, I don't. I'd like to have you on again. Uh, Jesse, uh, <laughs> thinks it's a good idea. Thanks for don't listening, ask everybody. him. He's not going to say it's a good idea. <laughs> I believe. I believe. I believe this door was real. By the way, I, I this is the door. This, in the sky? this story rings true to me. The door. I believe in the door. Yeah, I believe the door in the, the sky. I believe sure. in the door. What, what no, could what? be on the other side? Michael Jackson. Anything. Mm. Perhaps the next episode of the show. Just reach up <laughs> and grab it and twist the handle, and perhaps you're you have already your phone there. on you. And grab your phone. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Hello, my little Chiluminoths. Welcome. Baby, welcome back. Ooh. Episode Chill Mini 40 something. I'll know when we're at 50. We're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> I'll know. I'll know. So uh, I'll keep it in mind. I know. I'm, I'm never going to forget. I mean, we um, all will. It's, you know, it's just numbers. It's just numbers. Eventually exactly. we'll get to there. Yeah, I mean, we'll it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. 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 But today's not that day. So oh. <laughs> uh, what'd you boys bring for any fun stories? Today I got here some on, science uh, for your brain. I'm ready. I've got a heartwarming story involving a recent episode. Yeah, well, I got both of you beat. I got a sea monster caught on camera at a professional <laughs> golf tournament this year. <laughs> Hell yes. Of course Let's you do. Let's hear it. Of course Let's you start do. start there. Uh, <laughs> Lake Monster appears in background of golf tournament. Of course, this is coming from uh, Coast to Coast AM. Uh, television viewers watching the Wells Fargo Championship Golf Tournament over the weekend were taken aback when they noticed a monstrous looking fin suddenly emerge out of the water behind one of the players. The weird scene reportedly unfolded on Sunday afternoon as Keith Mitchell was putting at the 17th hole of Charlotte's Quail Hollow Club, which post hosted the PGA event. The seemingly routine moment during the tournament took a strange turn when a rather sizable fin popped out of the water behind the golfer as was watching to see where his golf ball went. Uh, so you can, there's actually a video. It's 13 seconds long. I'll link it to you boys. If you want, it's not a, not a difficult one. I'll put it in zoom chat for you. There you go. That's the video of the lake creature worthy enough of coast to coast AM news. There it is. Oh, well, did you see that sea monster? I saw it. Can't wait to see this. That is like a seal or something. What? It, come on. That was 13 that was, that seconds. Was a seal. 13 seconds. Only 13 seconds. Okay. No, that's nothing. It's a, it's a monster. I mean, what it's, are you talking about? It's something. It's definitely something. Why is it uh, playing the Truman Show now? Weird. It just YouTube uh, just started playing the movie The Truman Show just now. That's the real mystery. That, that is, is a real that one. is like a seal popping up or some. It's some type of uh, Jesse. It's a, it's, a, it's a sea monster. That is the lamest sea monster. The it's the tiniest little baby sea monster there ever was. Well, what they don't tell you is that guy is actually 19 feet tall. So <laughs> right, that's actually right. Well, all right, yeah. perspective. <laughs> You're right. My bad. Uh, Let's see. Uh, an answer was eventually provided by the director of communications for Wells Fargo Championship, who told a local media outlet in North Carolina that the creature was most likely a very large catfish. Catfish? No, nah, it's a sea monster. I believe sea monster over catfish. Yeah, you think so? That's that thing, that thing like, keeps its nose out of the water for a little bit. Like, eh, Man, yeah, you know, it did you not know how, look like a catfish face. You know how you fish for catfish? 
with your freaking noodly fingers. Yeah, you stick a fucking hand down their goddamn throat. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're no me, doubt. Daddy. Have you ever eaten catfish? Though? Yeah, oh, oh, catfish is God. great. Are you kidding mm. me? My I family's from catfish. Louisiana. Like, yeah, come on. Oh, God. I, oh, I'm i going to be going to Louisiana my first time this year. I'm so excited. Get some boudin, my dude. That's amazing. Good job. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. Don't uh, miss the boudin on the roadsides. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I, you know, the Hudson Valley woman saw some sweet Sasquatches, uh, apparently. Some but that Sasquatches? Could be another day. Yeah, some Sasquatch sightings, multiple sightings of the Sasquatch. We're about to have a Sasquatch overload, so don't don't get too far into Sasquatch. I got a <laughs> great. <laughs> I won't even. I won't even. Great, great Squatch story coming soon. Oh, do you have a great episode? I we will have. I reached out to that guy who did the Sasquatch documentary on Hulu. Was it? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know I know him through a friend. And after he's he's gone, he's out of the country for the summer. But when he comes back, he wants to pop on the show. Yo, that is I'd so exciting. To ask about Squatch. Me too. I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. I got to watch the doc. And I got to make sure I'm not making fun of him if we do a Sasquatch episode with him. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Because it's uh, a it's a I mean, the story that I've got is a whopper, but it's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Well, what would you bring us today then, Alex? OK, so it's a heartwarming story, right? As you know, mm. if you're listening to this far in the future, a couple years ago, uh, the world went through a global pandemic. It was crazy. Uh, and uh, one of the big things, the real concrete things that have come out of the pandemic is, unfortunately, so many small businesses had to, you know, close their doors forever or fire a bunch of people. Just, you know, heartbreaking stuff that everybody can agree is just a big pile of piss. Right. Nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody, nobody wants to do that. Right. Right. Uh, which brings know, us, I'm ready for Daddy Walmart to take over the world. I'm not ready. I don't want that at all. Uh, but uh, that brings us to Milton, West Virginia, uh, where the Blanco Glass Company, uh, who is one of those artisanal classic, like the dude with the stick with the glowy shit, glowing oh, glass, like artisanal glass makers for hundreds, hundred years at least. Uh they they had to close for months, which basically bodied their business, because if you can imagine, yeah. like they're not made for that type of lawn, you know, just to like have that much saved up to run a company. Uh, but uh, late last summer, as they were finally able to like sort of slowly reopen and figure shit out, they uh, they went a sort of different route uh, than normal to. uh like get their shit back in in uh in session and normally these people they make things like water bottles and bowls and sun catchers i'm on their website right now i'm looking at it right now yeah which like normally these water bottles are like 50 bucks at most but they partnered with a local artist in west virginia and did a limited run small little statue it kind of looks like one of those bubbler lights uh, that you have at Christmas time if you're from the 60s. I don't know if you okay. know what I'm talking about, but sure. you probably do. Some old lady is listening to this and knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but they they took a they took a local artist and made a little statue that costs $130. That is the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. Where is this thing on their website? Uh, I'll, I'll send you the Washington Post article that I have if you want to see. I do want to see this. It has a picture of it. It's a cute little... It's a cute little guy. As we know, that's like the main power of the Flatwood Monsters that everybody just kind of likes it. Uh, oh, my God. That's so cute. Yeah, it absolutely is cute. There were only 800 of them, and it ended up being their most profitable year in 20 years. 
Wow. Uh, the master craftsman, Daniel Chapman, was like, it was a pretty good seller. He'd been there at Blanco for 40 years, and he uses a he uses wood, mallet, and a chisel to mold the uh to, to create the cast. Pretty crazy. That's crazy. Uh and uh they found this artist on Instagram, and you know, they it totally was a huge boon to them you know it's awesome and the quote is that they're trying to get it away from it being our grandmother's glass called it a home run uh and uh you know they they just you know in a way we saved this company oh think my about heart it. it's only it was only available till november 2020 yeah uh they, that's because they forever. sold out of it but here's the here's the good news uh which is that uh you know, now that they've had this profitable year and they've gotten the uh, paycheck protection program to uh, give them a loan and stuff, the business is rolling. And uh, even though they're not able to wear masks in the hot shop because they have to use their mouths and shit to like make the glass, <clears throat> uh, everybody's doing okay. They've had some scares, they've had some COVID scares, but everything's finally kind of calming down. They took the steps to make sure everybody was safe and protected. Uh, Especially, you know, they're blowers. They need their fucking lungs and shit. Yeah. Uh, but the best thing is that uh, the next thing they're teasing is that they're going to do a Mothman <gasps> next. Another yes. West Virginia. They're going to use the same artist uh, to do the uh, to do the Mothman. Uh, so get ready uh, and uh, check out Blanco Glass because they got some. I mean, look. I said it looked like a Christmas ornament, but I'm I, I'm underselling it. It's like a beautiful, flowing sort of like I thought it was like a green glass yeah, robe, almost a decanter thing. Is what it, I was like. Oh, look at this! Or some kind yeah, of whiskey, like or some kind of you know, like alcohol. It looks like a bottle. Yeah, like yeah. the head could like just pop right out, and the head's yeah. red. It has little beady eyes. They're clearly handmade. Awesome. I love. So I'm going through this. I love that this is very West Virginia, and that I can order moonshine jugs. And I'm actually thinking about like, what if I got a moonshine jug? Moonshine is a is one of those liquors where I'm like, oh man, that'd be so cool to have some moonshine around the house. And then I like go take a sip of the moonshine, and, and I'm you're like, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, you hair explodes off your chest. You're just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and suddenly wearing overalls where one of them is unbuttoned and you're hanging out i'm gonna let you know bare feet. overalls is i wish we could rock that trend one, in la one overall one undone unbuttoned. nothing i'm so happy Woo, nothing underneath big hole life. in the knee that's what i'm talking about that's <laughs> the like, life come on, boys let's go no shoes on mm-hmm. big dirty toes i want that for myself <laughs> yeah that's a that's you a know good those, life you know those possums that buster and bab saw on the tiny tune summer vacation yes i want to be them the guy like, oh, geez. Yeah, I can do that. I'd be happy. That's that's a slow life. I'd be happy that's with that. That's the life. Yeah. yeah, man. That is the chill life to live. Well. All right, Jesse, take us in the land of facts. Let's get crazy. So for a long, long, long time, scientists have thought that uh, Neanderthals, our beloved ancestors, uh, long in the past, they would eat lots and lots of meat. Like that was their thing. They were big meat eaters. They were hunters. They would go around, you know, like woolly mammoth and saber tooth and all that stuff. Anyway, a new study determined that this, this sort of image we have of meat eating Neanderthals is 
BS. Bacteria collected from Neanderthal teeth show that our close cousins, these people that we are like, they're on our family tree. They grew their brain mass, you know, uh, during uh, between 700,000 years ago and 2 million years ago, their brains like exploded in size. And they're like, oh, there's no way that meat can do this. Like, they couldn't figure out how it's possible that me- they were like, there's something they're missing the, the like actual nutrients needed the science behind growing something like a brain over such a long period of time. It doesn't make any sense. Well, they found in the teeth of these Neanderthals that they also ate tons of roots, nuts, and other starchy foods that dramatically altered the bacteria in their mouth. The findings suggest that our ancestors adapt adapted to eating starch at least 600,000 years ago, uh, about the same time that we think our brains would have needed sugars for that like big expansion. The study is groundbreaking because it suggests that our, our, our ancestors and Neanderthals were cooking lots of starchy foods, you know, that long ago, way before we assumed they adapted agricultural techniques 10,000 years ago. So they were getting food from the ground well before they decided that like, hey, maybe we should put food in the ground ourselves. They, you know, they were doing it. And and so this is when our brains doubled. This is why uh, as they got smarter, they developed a, a higher quality diet. And so now they're they're eating all different types of sugars and starches and carbs they're putting in their body. And so what they discovered is during this time period, what was actually happening is that our like distant past cousins and ancestors were straight up carb loading. That's how that's how oh, they yeah. developed because because <laughs> they were doing so much physical activities and doing all this stuff. Yeah. They were just like cramming you know potatoes and things in their mouth. big brain moves that's what yeah. it's called yeah. big brain plays and and so that's what and they they kind of got it even then they kind of got what they needed that meat alone was not sufficient they needed something else to keep them going and so shout out to again just like every other time i look at like a weird food all those people who died digging up stuff and eating it those are the real <laughs> heroes when you see something on like the Food Network, and it's like, yeah, this is an urchin, and someone just thought, like, let's cut into this spiky thing and eat the eggs inside, and it's delicious. Shout out to that guy who was like, "F it, I'm gonna see what this is like." Those are the heroes of history. The ones who the first time, are like, wait, 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 so this brown thing looks like a turd. If I cook should- it, it's delicious. <laughs> Potatoes. I think about that all the time when I think about how old of a thing beer is. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Like, what the fuck was that guy doing? I mean, cavemen were getting like drunk off of fermented fruits for a fucking long time. Like, we, yeah, I, like, I, when I was in Sweden, we were looking at videos of uh, drunk mooses that eat apples that fall <laughs> off the trees in the forest. That's so good. Just dude. end up like wiped out. <laughs> they had a good fucking night, though. And you know, they did. Uh, that's that's uh thank you for bringing that i'm glad to know that we ate fruits when we were six thousand hundred thousand years old here's the crazy thing is like uh, i guess going back to what alex was just saying that there's evidence they ate grasses tubers and cooked barley as Mm. well as other things that were fermented so barley cooked barley just saw fire and like what can we put on it and then can we eat it afterwards i mean that was that was the ultimate crazy move was like how many died from plucking things that 
shouldn't have been eaten along oh, the way. I mean, I that was trial and error. You know that yeah. was. They were like, you know this looks people delicious. died doing that. Yeah, Shout but out here's to that first dude who ate the whole artichoke and just fucked himself up. <laughs> yeah there's i mean that's that's history is all of that if you think about it especially yeah. with food someone was like i guess we'll try it and half the time worked out great and the other half of the time dead instantly dead and how long until they realized what it was that was killing them <laughs> oh there was a few people that died in the pro- like no that was just that guy yeah. he was an idiot <laughs> lessons learned after the he fourth or fifth idiot. guy you're like <laughs> i don't think ook was right on that one <laughs> i don't think so ook was really adamant about those really bright red berries yeah. and i don't know how that yeah, worked he, out at the he, end. yeah uh, well thank you guys so much for funding us for 100 episodes and thank you guys for uh keeping along with us over at the patreon we will be back next week with another mini uh, and we we will be back uh, next week with a brand new episode as well. Thank you so much for listening. Patreon.com slash Illuminati pod. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside. And after a few moments, I hear my wife go, holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside. And she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.